Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Solid Rock Live. Wow, so glad you're all here with us this morning. Trust you've had a great week. Hey, how about this? You get to go to church and not even have to go out in the rain. What a blessing. We're glad that we weathered this for you. We put on our duck oil, so it just ran off our back. So we're blessed this morning, but we're glad you're where you are, and we're excited to be able to be here today with you. We know God has something special for you. And uh, this morning, I'm going to just be ministering on the in-between place again and just bringing some clarity and understanding into our lives. And you know what? God has such a great answer for us. No matter what the situation is, He always has provision and an answer for us to stand upon. So this morning, I just pray that your heart would be open. I want to encourage you right now, get your Bibles and uh, be ready to go. Are we good? Oh, thumbs up. There you go. He was waving at me. I thought it was having a glitch. But get your Bibles. Be ready to go. And uh, we're going to be in the Word. But also, we're taking communion today. So we want you, if you have something there, any element will work that you can get. If you don't have any grape juice or anything like that, get some orange juice. Get something. Grab some juice that's been squeezed. Praise the Lord. And uh, But anyway, get some bread, a cracker, some elements so you can take communion with us this morning. We're going to remember this is Palm Sunday and we're remembering the triumphant entry of the Lord Jesus Christ into our lives and so today we just want to celebrate the goodness of God father we commit this time to you we thank you for your grace your mercy in our lives and father we thank you that no matter what the season we can find our rest our hope and our peace in you Holy Spirit come we invite you your presence into this place where we are and into every home, every gathering, every place where people are watching this morning. Thank you, Father. You are omnipresent. You are with us everywhere, equally, in every place. So thank you for your presence in every home, every place. And Lord, we commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Hey, let's worship the Lord together. Bill and Lori are going to lead us. We love you so much. Have a blessed time in this service today.
I deep in my soul And I'll never be the same I stepped out of the dark And into the light When he called my name I couldn't run, couldn't run From his presence I couldn't run, couldn't run From his arms I couldn't run I couldn't run, couldn't run From his presence I couldn't run, couldn't run From his arms Jesus, he loves me He loves me He is for me Jesus, how can it be? He loves me He is for He holds the stars And He holds my heart With healing hands That bear the stars The rugged cross Where He died for me My only hope My everything Jesus He loves me Jesus, how can it be? He loves me, He is for me. He's for me, He's for me. the side of the road hear you speak oh let go I fall to my knees as I lift my hands to pray I got every reason to be here again the Father's love it draws me in all my eyes want to see is a glimpse of you all I need is you all I need is you Lord is you Lord all I need is you all I need is you Lord is you Lord one more day and it's not the same Your spirit calls my heart to sing I'm drawn to the voice of my Savior once again 
When my soul be without your son Gave his life to save the earth Rest in the thought that you're watching over me All I need is you
holy place I stand in all of your cleansing grace who am I and that you would care for me I glorify the one who died for me That you would care for me I glorify the one who died for me today, Lord, that your name, the name of Jesus, the name above every name would be exalted and glorified. Lord, we love you today. Lord, I pray that your spirit would minister to each heart as we enter into celebrating around your table today. As we enter in, Lord, to celebrating communion together and remembering your amazing gift of love and your sacrifice for us, Lord. We love you today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good to be together via live stream uh, today to celebrate in God's presence. 
And I do believe that God is going to minister to your hearts today through this time at the Lord's table and through the message that God has laid on pastor's heart today. So be ready. Be ready to hear from God. Be ready for a word from God today. We're going to uh, just go right now into communion time together and and uh, celebrate at the Lord's table. Pastor's going to be serving us our small group here that's gathered here. And you can serve each other as well. You know, some worship traditions have a really great uh, way of serving each other uh, the bread and the cup. Um, they say things like, this is the bread and body of the Lord Jesus Christ and giving it to their neighbor sitting next to them. You can do that. You can serve each other. It's just a reminder that this is a gift. This is a gift that Christ has given to his church. So we want to give you time to prepare for that. But, you know, today is Palm Sunday, and we're entering into Pash, the week of Passion, Passion Week. And it was a turbulent week uh, for Jesus uh, as he entered into Jerusalem. He, he entered, he was determined. He said he set his face like flint toward Jerusalem. He was determined to go to the cross for us. He was determined to let nothing dissuade him from that mission that he had to give his life for you and I. It was Passion Week as we enter into that. Today is Palm Sunday where we celebrate the triumphal entry of Christ uh, into Jerusalem, but it's also it's also a week as we look ahead, uh, a week of, you know, in some ways it, it doesn't really seem uh, triumphal um, as you look at the week and what happened there. Fast forward um, from Jesus entering into Jerusalem to a few days later where he is uh, in the upper room with his disciples and um, most people agree it was Thursday of that week, of this coming week, that they gathered together and the scene is in the upper room where Jesus gathered with his disciples for the Passover meal. And he said to them, he says, I've been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Jesus is eager to commune with us. He's eager to be with us. He wants to serve us. He wants to, you know, it's, it's, it's no coincidence that just before this happened, he was washing his disciples' feet and said, as, as I have done for you, you should now do likewise. So Jesus, he would become the Passover lamb and fulfill once and for all that needed sacrifice. And later that evening, he would be betrayed. And uh, before his trial and his crucifixion the next day, a, a, a crazy night, a crazy night and, and going into the morning time of betrayal, of agony and of being arrested by the soldiers and taken into custody. Um, but before he did that, he established the Lord's Supper as a way for us to continually remember his sacrifice. So this is a special week and a special time for us to be remembering the suffering servant, Jesus Christ. So here we are with Jesus at the table and he is the host and we are his guests. You are his guests. We're invited here because he loves us. He eagerly desires to be with us. So let's take the bread 
in our hands. And let's pray. Jesus, because you allowed yourself to be broken, because you suffered and you died in my place, I'm made whole. Thank you for your body, your broken body, broken for me. Thank you that you set your face like flint toward Jerusalem and knowing the suffering that that would entail, all because you love us so much. Lord, thank you for your broken body today. The scripture says in Luke 22, verse 19, and he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread together. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, as I take this cup, I'm reminded of the scripture that says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Well, you took care of that once and for all by shedding your own blood on the cross for us. You suffered and bled that I might have forgiveness and eternal life. Lord, thank you. Just thank him where you're at right now. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But then he adds, but the hand of him who is going to betray me is with me mine on the table knowing he would be betrayed knowing that his betrayer was sitting with him at that table he lifted up the cup he lifted up that cup of suffering and said I'm willing to go there I do it for you and Lord we take this cup in remembrance of you let's take that cup together Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We love you today. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in our midst, Lord. We, this is going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day, Lord. And it's going to be a week, Lord, where, Lord, I, I pray that we'd have a week of just really reflecting on what you went through this week and what it means for us and our eternal hope and future in you. Lord, we love you today. And we say, thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's continue to worship.
Your grace is enough, all that I need, and Your word I will believe. I wait for You, draw near again. Let Your Spirit make me new. I will fall at your feet And I will worship you light the way by the power of your word I am restored I am redeemed by your spirit I am free and I will fall at your feet
forever our God is glorified sovereign King he rescued the world this is our God Ooh, this is our God this is our God Father, we thank you. You are our God and you are a good God. Father, we love you today. We bless you. We honor you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your life, your love, your sacrifice for us. Thank you that we can remember. We can remember as often as we will. We can pause. We can remember. We can receive elements that remind us that you gave your body to be broken, your blood to be shed as the price of our redemption. And every time we remember, we remember that that price has been fully paid. That we are completely redeemed. Every sin forgiven, every yoke destroyed, every burden lifted through the broken body and the shed blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we bless you today in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody here and everybody at home said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we're excited for being able to be with you, and uh, as I said before, we're just so blessed as a church, and uh, that over the years, the Lord has allowed us to uh, be able to uh, come together and uh, worship together, and I really believe right now some amazing things are happening, and that is we're being challenged in our values and the things that we thought were so important and maybe reassessing some of those things, reevaluating things, and no longer taking things for granted. How long have we taken it for granted that we can just go to church anytime we want and that whenever it's convenient in my life? And so maybe some of those things that we've taken for granted uh, are being challenged and we reassess, reevaluate, and put priorities back in the right order. So this is a great time. We're excited for everything that the Lord's doing. Pray that you're resting in the peace of God and today we're going to add a little something so I'm going to ask Brandon our children's minister to come on up and uh, we have some great news for you especially for our parents and families and so we're excited about some opportunities we have to make available to you for the kids good morning son good morning how you doing buddy good 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 go ahead and tell everybody what's going on and uh Good morning, everybody. I hope you're comfortable in your pajamas at home while we're here dressed, not in our pajamas on our couch, but uh, we love you guys. We miss you. He still it's... got his slippers on, though. Don't tell them. They can't see that. Jeez. Make me look bad. Anyways, uh, we miss love you guys. It sure is quiet. Got to listen to Pastor. I don't have a bunch of kids to talk to anymore, so that's kind of, you know, not very fun. But anyways, hope you're all uh, staying safe and healthy, and... Uh, we got something to help you through this next week. I know a lot of us are in fear right now, so we got a lesson about Jesus calming our fears. And uh, have your parents go to our Facebook or our website, go to Children's Ministry, click the link, watch the video. It's great. If you guys want to talk about it, your parents got my number. Call me, message me. Let's talk. See you soon. Love you. That's what we call short and sweet. Praise the Lord. Amen.
Um, but that's it. Yeah, there's information on there, so you can go to the church website there and to children's ministry and uh, download uh, the videos that are there. Watch the videos there. Some different uh, information that we'll have there. Trying to find ways to help you and your family uh, have interaction together and help our children grow in the Lord at the same time. And uh, I know it's a challenge. Parents are having to learn how to be homeschoolers and deal with everything. Saw a funny meme the other day about uh, some parent uh, teaching his kid uh, that they're going to learn how to carry the one bless God so uh, instead of common core math so a lot of great things going on but uh, we'll do everything we can to help you and minister to you and right now I just want to take a moment in this area and just encourage you in your giving today if uh, we're so blessed people have been standing with us supporting the church and the ministry and we just want to say thank you and how much we love you you can do that online right there on the website where you're at there's a giving link we can give online you can mail in your check some have asked is the mail secure we have a secured lockbox here for our mail that we pick up and so uh, any mail delivery anything you would want to mail in that's all secured and taken care of but uh, also there's information if you have the church app you can go to our website and get information on the church app our giving app there's a text to give number there and so all that will be available but we just want to say thank you and uh, because of your faithfulness and your giving we received an email I just want to read this to you actually we received it as a text from our missionary Sharwan and Rinku in India and working with the slum children there so I just want to read this to you says, Greetings, Pastor Don, Sue, and Solid Rock family. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just wanted to let you know we are safe under His wings. We thank you so much for the church support and prayers. Things are getting difficult day by day, but it is in control. Hospital duties are not so difficult, but it is making some kind of, some have fear in this environment as we see patients in hospitals as well in our Save Kids clinics. Corona will not, uh, is not going to stay forever, just a matter of time. For us, it is most difficult task for slum people because they are daily laborers or they out daily laboring. Now many people come for food, not for medicine treatment. We are serving in slums in the slums population and thousands of labor people are contacted with us directly. We thank God for overflowing blessings in our life. We started giving groceries to needy families. It's difficult for us whom, uh, to choose whom or whom not to give to. But with much care, we started for the first, uh, at first to give to widows to, and to to widows in that uh, request for your prayer support as we are in the field to reach out for his glory and uh, so Eli do you have those pictures could you put up those two pictures so he sent a couple pictures of a couple ladies there that they had there there's one of them and another one where they're giving out food you have the other one too and so these are some women that they're ministering to, widows that they've been giving food to, and families that they're helping in that area and through the clinic there, so your support. And he said, people do not need medicine, they need food. And so they just found a very needy family as the lockdown continues. And then they also, the lady there that we first showed you, is a 65-year-old widow woman of the slum. Her name is Gita Devi, and she lives in and I can't pronounce the name of the slum, with her daughter-in-law and three grandchildren. Two months back, her only son met with a road accident and succumbed to his injuries. Her daughter-in-law, who is only 26 years of age, is a widow now, and they have three children to bring up. So it's a widowed mom and the grandmother and the three children. 
And so uh, Gita works as a doctor, door-to-door house, as, as a, excuse me, as a door-to-door house cleaner and earns very little to meet the needs of the family. And she was, had been unable to work the past three weeks. So, <coughs> excuse me, tomorrow we're going to be uh, sending some finances and help and support to them versus uh, we wire them money. And uh, so we're going to be wiring them some extra finances tomorrow. We're doing what we can to minister here, but this is a global uh, pandemic and situation. So as you're thinking about giving today, maybe you would consider putting something in there for Shawan for missions in that area and help us reach out to them. We're going to send a, a good size of money to them tomorrow to help them, to help feed people there, as well as being able to help people here. So we love you and uh, just thank you for your faithfulness. Father, I thank you today for your grace and your mercy towards us. Father, I thank you that as we honor you and we keep you first place in our lives in all things, Father, that you cause your grace to be upon us. And Lord, even in this area of giving and receiving at this time, when, when it can be a challenge or it can be challenged with fear or worry of not having enough, we thank you that we can find our rest and our peace in you, knowing that you are the God who was always more than enough in our life, and you faithfully supply and you enable us to continue to be a blessing no matter what situation we are in. So, Father, I thank you for the kindness and the generosity of your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, excited about that. And uh, I'm also excited for this morning and uh, the word I have to share with you. And just been meditating over this in... Uh, a lot of different areas and how to bring this to pass. And so this morning, I want to continue a little bit with the lesson that we started in the message we preached last week in the area of uh, the in-between place. And uh, so, uh, Tim, will you do me a favor and hand this to the guys back there so they can follow me? I forgot to give that to them. Thank you, sir. Amen. And so the in-between place with God, and that's where we are. And so I want to take this just a little bit deeper and cause us to think about it. Because if we don't have a right understanding, and I, I really have been praying this last week, and just I, I put a lot of time into writing just a, a short, condensed response to the season that we are in, and that we need wisdom and understanding. And all that we do, we need wisdom and the understanding of the times and seasons that we are in to rightly know what to do. And so I put that out there but uh, on, on my Facebook page and that. And it's so important that we have that and we seek God for that. But this is an in-between space. And that's what life is. Habakkuk 2 says this. It tells us to wait for the vision. But I want to read it to you out of the contemporary English version. It says this. And the Lord said to me, I will give you my message in the form of a vision. Write it clearly enough to be read at a glance. Now listen to this. At the time I have decided, my words will come true. You can trust what I say about the future. It may take a long time, but keep on waiting. It will happen. So Lord said to Habakkuk, I'm giving you a vision, and, and I'm going to show you the answer, and you're going to spend time in between what is revealed and what comes to pass. 
And that's really what the whole message of the Bible is, is that what is revealed and what comes to pass. So do you have your Bibles this morning? Are you ready? Let's get into this. We're going to open up and go a little bit further. Are you ready? Eli, put up our scripture for us. Say this with me. This is my Bible. I live by its truth. I walk in its light. I rest in its promises. I'm empowered by its love. I overcome by the faith produced from receiving this seed sown into my heart. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for its truth. I thank you for the clarity that it brings to our life. I thank you that it is the foundation that we build our lives upon. So no matter what type of storm or situation comes against us, we always stand and endure because our lives are built on the foundation of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want you to think about this. Hear this this morning. Perspective changes everything. So what is your field of view? Are you looking out, looking in, looking up, or looking down? Whichever your perspective is, it makes a difference because it affects what we see and how we respond. A couple years ago, I did a message and I set up ladders in here and I talked about the difference between the, the horizontal view and a vertical view or a downward view. But the higher you go and the Lord asks us to come up to where He is and see things from His perspective. In life, it's easy for us just to look at things from our perspective based upon everything we're seeing and hearing around us. But I want you to be encouraged today. God has a different perspective than you and I have. And when we go to His Word, He gives us His perspective on what He sees and desires to do through our life. See, almost everything in life comes connected to an in-between period of time. Even as we just read that there, think about that. The whole Bible is a book of in-betweens. We are born in between to eternity. When you read, we're born, and we're born between life and death. But in here, the Bible is a book between two eternity, eternity past and eternity future with God. And that's where we live in between those two eternities. We're all living in between the declared and the fulfilled. When I read the Word of God, it's declared to it, and then we see it coming to pass. The church is in between Christ's first and second coming. The disciples were given instructions to follow in between the Lord's ascension and the day of Pentecost. They were told to tarry and to wait at Jerusalem until the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the outpouring of the Holy Spirit had come. Think about this. Calvary was an in-between place where our Lord hung on the cross between heaven and hell for the sin of the world, yet came through on the other side in resurrection power. And I want you to keep that picture as we're here on Palm Sunday and getting ready for Easter next week. And our message next week is Easter upside down. And it's so uh, just fitting for where we are. Everything about our life seems to be turned upside down, not just locally, but this whole thing is global and, and having world impact. And so everywhere, things are being turned upside down. People are making their best guess and their best estimations about how to handle this, how to respond to this. But God knows exactly what to do. But think about Jesus hanging there on the cross, suspended between 
uh, heaven and hell for you and for me, taking our sin, our shame, our guilt, our sickness, our disease, taking every effect of the curse and judgment upon him, and then conquering that and coming out on the other side victorious through resurrection power. And that's where I want our faith to be. That's why I want to encourage you that God will bring us out. Romans says, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that resurrection power and spirit of God dwells in you, he will also quicken, make alive our mortal body. So we have resurrection life and resurrection power on the inside of us. Think about this. The message of the Bible is about redeeming man out of an in-between place called time. You and I are living in this parenthetical place called time, captured in between two eternities. And it's about God redeeming man out of this place back into a living relationship with him for all of eternity. In-between seasons can lead to restoration. This in-between season that all of humanity has been in since the fall of Adam and the coming of Christ and the, and the, the second coming and the restoration of all things is for that one purpose. It is a season of restoration. You see, our first in-between season in our lives is comes at conception when we are conceived in the wombs of our mother that at that moment we're we're in an in-between season from conception to birth that's the first in-between season of our life and the purpose of that season is for us to be fully formed and that's such an important principle for you to look at that God will form something in us and develop something in us if we will hear and respond in the right way in an in-between season So the question is, how we respond in the in-between season determines if we come out fully formed and ready for the next phase of life or prematurely and in need of additional life support and assistance. Every mother wants their child to develop and be fully formed and come form at, be birthed at full term. Because that, that's when maturity is taking place and they're ready to enter into the next season of life and to transition. And we know and we're thankful that with premature birth now today, babies at such an early age, some at just six, eight weeks, can, can be delivered and be brought forth in, in this time, at, or, or at 21 weeks or some of them get it right, but, but just young. Young babies, just way beyond, can be brought out, incubated, they can be cared for, and we can help them develop to the process going on. But we have to be careful, we don't, when we walk with God, we don't want to prematurely come out of an in-between season. And I know I'm making a broader application than just talking about where we are, but if we don't learn how to deal with every situation and every in-between and have the wisdom and understanding of God, then we won't just make it through this time of this self-isolation and quarantine and all the things we have to deal with. You'll face another in-between season in your life, and we don't want you coming out premature out of that one other. So I want you to think about this. Our life is comprised of the story based on our decisions. Think about that. In the in-between seasons of life. Pastor Glenn Cole, Calvary Christ, Capital Christian Center, used to preach this. He preached this message, and this was his message at every memorial service and funeral that he did. He would preach on the dash between the dates. Your life is comprised of and, and built up of the decisions made in the dash between the dates. The in-between place is a developing place. How we respond in these seasons is key to whether we come out and possess the promise or fail in defeat. Think about this. Israel had an in-between season from Egypt to the promised land. It was called the wilderness. 
It was, in an, it was an amazing place where God revealed himself to them in miraculous way. In between Egypt and the wilderness. I've been reading it, going through uh, my Bible reading plan for this year. I've been through Genesis, Exodus, now I'm in Leviticus and, and this area and, and that. And, and here we have God doing these miraculous signs. They, they build the tabernacle and the cloud of God, the glory of God is upon the tabernacle during the day. And at night it, it's illuminated by fire. And, and whenever the cloud would move, then, then Israel would follow that cloud. They, they got a glory cloud of God, a manifestation of this amazing cloud of the presence of God. But yet in the middle of that, that's not what they're focused on. They're focused on what they're going to eat. Do they have any water? They're focused on the wrong things and they're not seeing God and who he's revealing himself as in their in-between place. What about you? What are you seeing? Are you seeing the glory of God? Are you seeing His presence, His miraculous provision that's available? Or are you just seeing the lack of toilet paper when you go to the store? Come on. I heard one guy say he found a reason for all those unmatched socks now. Hallelujah. So hold on to that thought. That will keep you going. Praise the Lord. So think about it. It was an amazing place where God revealed himself to them in miraculous way. Yet because of the condition of their heart, a whole generation passed away. Think about this. In between deliverance and the promise. Because of how they responded in the in-between place, a whole generation passed away and never entered the promise. Say, Pastor, why are you preaching like that? Because this is just an in-between place. This is a journey, not a destination. And so you have to keep that in mind. You see, I'm convinced that we live most of our lives in between. Whether it's in between amen and there it is, or the promise and the fulfillment. This current situation has us all in, in, between, in an in-between experience of some type in our lives at this very moment. Everybody is having a different response to this. Some of us are, are, are similar, but people depend upon, like I said last week, whatever your conditions were before this began, this can intensify it or whatever, but you have to be careful how you respond. The variables in this current situation affect us all the same and yet differently. You see, I believe the lessons in the in-between place are the most valuable lessons we learn in the pursuit of serving God and fulfilling our calling and purpose in Him. What we learn in between, it's a developing place just like the womb. It becomes a womb of development for us where, where we grow, we mature, and we come out on the other side stronger, wiser, and equipped to go to the next level in what God has purposed for our life. So some amazing things happen during those times in between. Sometimes the lessons learned in between, in the in-between place, are as valuable and as important as arriving on the other side. What I mean by that is that people are so focused on getting on the other side that they're not even aware of what could be learned right now. And at the end, I'm going to share a couple of things that I believe can happen during this season. So think about that. What we learn in between can be as value, valuable and as important as arriving on the other side. This is the place where we learn to wait upon the Lord, to trust Him, to rest in His Word, to remain under His Lordship and covering, to keep our eyes and our focus completely upon Him, not upon the circumstances of the in-between place. 
I said it Wednesday night, and a lot of people, one of the challenges of this season is finances. So what are you learning about your finances in this season? Not just about giving. How have you been handling your finances? Have you been living by immediate gratification? Have you been thinking about saving? Have you been thinking about operating on a budget? Have you been thinking about putting your finances in order? Well, now all of a sudden, there's a challenge to that. We have to reassess some of our values, some of our priorities, some of the things we thought we needed, and now we're finding out we really didn't need them at all. We're doing just fine without all those things we were pursuing and, and trying to have, and yet we're just as happy and just as content without all that that extra stuff just a thought so in that area but 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 if I haven't planned if I haven't saved several years ago pastor Sue and I purposed that we were going to have an emergency fund so we directed all of our finances for two years so we could build up a three to four month emergency fund that we could exist we had to purpose to do that we had to cut things and it took us two years to do that to get to a place where we would require no assistance or aid and could get through a season if we had to or needed to what are you doing how are you planning how are you saving most people live at a place where if they had a $400 emergency where your washing machine needed to be repaired you needed tires you had to make repair on your car you couldn't do that without charging it and going into debt it's time to reassess and value so what are you learning in this in-between play what about this this is the place where the Lord comes to us walking in his authority on the storm that is contrary to our advancement and invites us to walk with him there on top of the situation I love this picture of Jesus here he is walking on the water and Peter coming to him but I want you to see where he is he is on top of their situation that's where Jesus is right now in this situation with you and I he is walking on top of this virus he's walking on top of this economic situation he's walking on top of every element of this storm that we are in in this in-between place and his invitation to you and me is to come to where I am where is he he is on top of the storm and that's where you and I should be walking and we can walk unless we take our eyes off of him and start looking at the circumstances. Peter walked with the Lord on top of the storm as long as his eyes were on Jesus. And my friends, you have to have your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ if you're going to make it through the in-between season and the storm that come against our life. You see, this is a proving place. It is a preparing place. It is a place of death and resurrection where something of the old man must die so we can receive and walk in the new. That's so important. That, that this time, and even going through this in isolation, people can reevaluate. What do I need to let go of? What used to be so important, guys? What were the things that we were chasing at? What was driving you? What was motivating you? What was pushing you? What could I let go of? What could die that I could let go of to press into the new? You see, our lives are lived out in in-between places, the place we're passing through on our way to the fulfillment of His Word in our life. Lessons learned in the in-between will change your life forever. The disciples, when they were told, as we saw, let's cross over to the other side, twice with Jesus endured storm, but yet they made it to the other side and they learned valuable lessons both times. The lessons His disciples learned in-between changed them forever. You see, it is the in-between place that we need to keep our eyes on Jesus, what He is doing. Come on, if He's sleeping, praying, what is He doing? Walking, whatever He's doing, keep your eyes focused on Him. I want you to think about this. Sometimes in-between miracles, provision, and victories, storms come. 
I was asking the Lord, how could I illustrate this? And so in Daniel, I felt the Lord lead me to Daniel chapter 6. In Daniel chapter 6, it begins with Daniel being given this great promotion. He had excelled above all the leaders of the land, and he was given this great promotion. Everybody got jealous of him, and they tried to figure out how to trip him up and how to get rid of him. And then at the end of the middle of Daniel chapter 6, something else comes. King Darius declared that Daniel's God is the only true God and everybody's going to worship him. But something happened between the promotion and the proclamation of the king. You know what that was? A lion's den. Daniel had an in-between place called a lion's den. Here's my question to you. How do you make it through a lion's den... And come out on the other side. How do you make it to an in-between place of being thrown into a den with lion that are kept there, that are starved, that are kept hungry, so that if anybody is thrown into there, they immediately devour whatever is thrown to them. The only thing they understand coming in is food. And yet Daniel, when Darius begins to throw him in, Daniel says this. Heading into the in-between place, Daniel said, it will be well. Going in to the in-between place of a lion's den, Daniel had confidence that it would be well. In the morning, when Darius came and lifted the lid off there and looked out, Daniel, is it still well? Is it well with you? And Daniel answered back, it is well. You know what, when people ask you how you're doing during this season, are you able to say, it is well? Do you have that confidence? That, how are you doing? Man, I'm blessed. I'm doing wonderful. God is on my side. I'm coming out on the other side. This is a momentary lion's den. God will stop. I will not be devoured in this season. I will not be overcome in this season. I will not be consumed in this season. I will cannot not contract the virus. I'm not going to act by fear. Many Christians, the way they're approaching this right now, if you were in the den, you'd have been lunch. Because you don't have faith to survive in that. You're in fear, not in faith. I'm being real bold and as straight as I can this morning. What you learn in the in-between play, you need to learn how to have confidence in God and you have to be prepared before you go in. God gives a season that we walk through for the development of our faith. James says it like this, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patient. That word patience there is a Greek word that means steadfast consistency, meaning that no matter matter what you and I are going through, we're able to be steadfast and consistent. We don't talk in agreement with the word. We don't operate in agreement with the world. Excuse me, with the world. We speak in agreement with the word and we stand on the word. David, Daniel knew you can throw me in. Listen to what the three Hebrew children said. They had confidence. Listen, they they wouldn't bow before Nebuchadnezzar's idol there and the statue of himself. And they said, whether you throw us in or whether you don't, our God will deliver us. They had faith for deliverance before they ever entered into the fire. And when they got in the fire, who was in the in-between place with them? The fourth man in the fiery furnace. I want you to hear me this morning, church. There's a fourth man in this situation with you. The Lord is there. And what was he doing with them? He was dancing with them in the fire. You can dance in this situation. You can rejoice in this situation. You know what? The other day I went to the store. Friday I went to the store. 
and I was in there, and I'm watching people, and I just had my earbuds in, and I just, I was rocking out, man. I'm just dancing through the store, and I'm watching people, they got their masks on, and, and they got everything else on, and they're freaking out like this, and if you get too close to them, they're like, yeah, they kind of like ease around you and stuff, and I'm just saying, God, I'm just worshiping the Lord. I was singing, I, I, I was in there with torn wells, I'm listening to the song Trenches and stuff, and I, I'm listening to, to Zach Williams, this is my rescue story. Come on, what are you listening to? Listen to God. Hold on to the truth of God's word and stay fast in him. Hallelujah. Now think about this. Daniel had that in-between place and he came out on the other side. There's an in-between place though in every choice and decision you make. There's an in-between place in every choice and decision you make. People say, okay. Well, let me say, are you okay with the decisions you are making? Because you'll live with them. The Bible says that it, it can either be a place of life and death or blessing and cursing. You see, it's never what happens on the shores that mess you up. It's what happens in between. It's a place of test, trial, temptation, fear, frustration, and fatigue. In those moments, right in here, I remember our pastor's wife, Sisterhood, she always used to say this. She said, never make a choice in a valley. Never make a life choice, a changing choice in a valley, in a low place. Wait until you come out on the other side and you have clarity and you have peace with God. Make your choices on the shores, not on the in-between play. And out of what you've learned, getting through to the other side. So here's my question to you today. How are you handling living in between? Amen, and there it is. We're all right now in an in-between place in our life. And I'm listening to some crazy stuff out there and uh, things happening and going on. I need to pull this up. Give me just a second. Here. Here's the question. How are we going to respond? How will we allow this to affect and impact our life? We need to make choices. Hear me. We need to make choices and have responses that keep us focused on the other side. The dream, the goal, the vision, the fulfillment. And to stay in peace knowing who is with us there. Make this season of preparation. Make this a season of preparation for the other side. I said this Wednesday night in our lesson on overcoming faith. And I encourage people. You know, in this season, I know they're working out all the details, and I know none of the financial support or all of it hasn't been released. I don't know about the unemployment or how that's come through and that, but this is what they're saying. They're going to get unemployment to people, and when it comes, if you've been a few weeks without your unemployment, it comes retroactively, so you get everything you've been waiting for. And then they're adding an extra stipend to that, so people are actually going to be making more money than they were making when they were working. And then you're going to get an additional individual if you make under $775,000 a year you're getting an additional $1,200 so you could actually in this season start a savings account if you've never had one before you could start an emergency fund you could come out of this in-between play actually with a financial promotion moving ahead thing you, you could reassess and change something and work on something so I'm just saying what are you learning in this season we need to make choices and have responses to keep us focused on the other side the dream the goal and make this a season of preparation for the other side 
We will make it safely there. What happens there, listen to me, what happens on the other side when you come out of this is going to be impacted by how we respond and prepare now in this in-between season. What we're doing now is going to impact how we show up on the other side. In-between seasons accomplish two things. I gave this to you last week. I want to give it to you again. They accomplish two things. They reveal how we have prepared up to this point. Many of us are discovering, man, I should have prepared better. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't ready for this. People are joking about, oh, you're not laughing at preppers anymore. Yeah, but I'm not. Uh, anyway, I'll just move right along. <laughs> Let me just regroup here for a second. Amen. In between seasons, accomplish those two things. They reveal how we have prepared up to this point. And then secondly, they give us the opportunity to prepare for the next season. So things are being revealed of what I've done prior to this. But it also gives me the opportunity to change those things and prepare for the next season that we're entering into. Think about it. Let me ask you this. What have you learned? How are you responding? And how do you need to prepare for the other side? Bill, can you come back, please? Let me say this to you. Never let an in-between season move you off of your purpose and destiny in Christ. Don't let this season move you off of your purpose and your destiny in Christ. Hold fast to the Word of God in prayer. Remain faithful in all things. This too shall pass. As I'd finished preparing this this morning and getting ready and taking my shower and getting dressed, and I, I always wish the Lord would wait until I get out of the shower before He tells me things. Because I get up and I prepare and I go over my notes and finalize, and I was putting and adding some things to the PowerPoint presentation this morning. And then uh, I'm in the shower and I just felt the Lord speaking to me. And he said this, what are you allowing to be conceived in your heart? I want you to hear this from the Lord. What are you allowing right now to be conceived in your heart? How is this season going to affect your life? People are having words and seasons where th those things are being sown into our heart. Your heart is a womb to conceive seeds of words for them to become formed and then they're going to bring forth life. God speaks His Word into the womb of our spirit. And we conceive that. And it brings forth the life of His Word. But all Word is seed. So what are you conceiving in your heart right now? I hear a lot of people saying a lot of things. A lot of fear of loss and challenges and all kinds of different things. Many people standing and taking their positions in all kinds of different areas. But many of it's based on fear of losing. Not on faith on See, I'm believing to retain, not to lose. I'm not believing to lose anything. I believe we get to retain everything, and we can even come out stronger on the other side. So as the Lord spoke that to me, I wrote this down. This is what I believe. I'm going to tell you what I believe right now. I believe the church is going to be stronger than ever before. I believe homes and marriages are going to be stronger than ever before. Why is the church going to be stronger? Because people are going to quit taking it for granted. 
people are no longer going to think, man, I can just show up once a month or do this. They're no longer going to be lackadaisical because the thought that everything is fine, everything will always be there, that's been challenged to the core right now. Marriages, couples are having to partner together. Come on, we have to get over ourselves. If we're going to survive, we're going to have to work. People are working on their marriages involuntarily. <laughs> Best thing you can do. So they're coming together. They're working it out. They're becoming friends. In. They're realizing, hey, I actually like this person. Glory to God. Men, it's exciting. Marriages can be restored. Families can be strengthened. Families are spending time together. Hey, man, we have nobody else to spend time with. Think about that. The church is going to be stronger. Marriages are going to be stronger than ever before. I believe values will be reassessed and placed back in the proper order in our life. I believe we will see that the things we thought we had to have are not the things we really need in our life. Think about that. I refuse to declare failure and fear for the church, for our families, for our economy, for our nation. I refuse to allow strife, division, and manipulation and confusion influence my faith in God said it before this is a journey not a destination and we will arrive on the other side victorious in Jesus name father I pray right now for the church I pray for each and every family each and every person father that has been with us today father I start by praying your peace over them right now in Jesus name Lord this is a time that we are seeing that is biblically in proportion a prophetic season that we are in but father we're not trying to label it we're not trying to define it father we're asking you for the wisdom and the clarity and the understanding on how to act in this season. Lord, we want this to be a season that will prepare our heart for what you have for us on the other side. Lord, we believe that if we guard our heart, Father, you will lead and guide us by your wisdom and you will bring the clarity that we need. So, Father, I'm praying that over your people today, over every person. I'm praying your wisdom. I'm praying your understanding over them and your peace to be released into their life. Father, I thank you that they're going to reevaluate, reassess, and, and, and look at things from a whole new perspective. Lord, I thank you that there can be a rekindling to things that need to be stirred up again in our lives. And so, Father, I thank you that you are healing God. You are preserving God. And you are protecting God. And I declare that over every home and over every life. I take authority over fear. I take authority over discouragement. I take authority over anxiety in the name of Jesus. And I declare, Father, that you will cover and care for and protect your people just as you did in the Passover when the blood was applied to the door and the death angel couldn't enter in because of the covering. Father, I thank you as we partook of the body and remembrance of the body and the blood of your son. Our lives are covered by the blood of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you for your protective covenant covering over our lives. And we give you praise and we give you glory. And, Father, we pray for all those that are working this morning in the healthcare industry. We pray for all those that are working the long hour in places where the demands are being placed upon them. We pray for all the people in manufacturing and things that are doing what they can to help in this situation. We pray for our military, our first responders, our paramedics, our law enforcement, and all of those, Father, who are working so tirelessly and giving and placing themselves, Father, in a place where they possibly could contract something. But Lord, today we're declaring your hand 
hand of protection over them, your rest to them and your strength to them, and your peace over them in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for our president and all of our government leaders that you would cover them, keep them, and, and give them, as we've already prayed, wisdom and understanding in this situation. And Lord, we thank you that you are faithful and that you are true. Father, help us to see our Savior, Jesus Christ, walking to us in this storm, inviting us to get out of the boat of circumstance and come stand with Him on top of the circumstance in this in-between place. Lord, we thank You for Your presence in our lives. And Father, I just release again Your peace into every home, every life, every marriage, every situation, every business, and every endeavor of Your people right now. In Jesus' name. And everybody there and everybody here said. Amen. Praise God. Hey, we love you. God bless you. Keep you. He's going to make his face shine upon you. Keep your face strong in God. This is an in-between space. Let it prepare you. Learn what you need to learn. And believe for promotion on the other side. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night at 630. Have a great afternoon. Stay dry. Love you.